The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners, assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. He says, no man takes my life. So anything about who killed Jesus, no man takes my life. He says, I lay down my life. He says, if I wanted to, I could call a legion of angels and we can end all this stuff right here. He said, but no man take my life. So what killed Jesus? Love killed Jesus. He commanded, God's commanded his love towards us. In this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross. Love put him to the cross, not assassination. It is a downgrade, a denigration, disrespect of the life of Christ to say someone killed him. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world. Welcome to the Kingdom Voice broadcast with Dr. Dana Carson. Today's message is coming from the powerful series, Kingdom Power. In today's message, Dr. Carson talks about what is the kingdom, part one, coming from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. When we explore the kingdom of God through the lens of Jesus, the Jewish Messiah, we then can begin to understand the message of the kingdom. There is, for instance, there is no one that can walk up here and meet me and understand who I am, how I am, and why I am if they don't understand my context. You will... If you took time to research me and explore me, you would know why I have a passion for the things I have a passion for. You will understand what makes me tick because you begin to understand my context. Whenever you don't know context, you misinterpret content. So... People tend to rush to judgment all the time on any and everything. You cannot understand the kingdom of God outside of his context. Oh, Lord, anoint me. We cannot understand the kingdom of God through the lens of democracy. We have to understand the kingdom through a theocratic perspective of a sovereign, unquestionable king who is all-powerful. And if you don't look at it through those lens, you'll never understand the king's dominion. The kingdom of God is not your 
safe haven geography so that you don't go to hell. We must understand God's rule and reign based upon its Jewish context. Not through the context of Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization. Some of us don't understand. We're trying to understand the kingdom through the lens of colonizers. When the authority, the real authority pieces of the church are the apostles and the prophets. And the prophets serve the apostle. So when people stray from the doctrine that the apostle establishes, they warn the people. And they tell them, you need to get back to God. And here's what I see if you don't. Now, dispensationalists, racists, Southern Baptists. They said there's no such thing as apostles and prophets. Only pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Only the three offices that will keep our plantation subjected. No one that can come with a illumination of authority from God. So we listen to a theology of kingdom that believes in the superiority of races. We believe and listen to a theology that says God can only use men. If it wasn't for the women, we still wouldn't know Jesus had risen. <laughs> you want to know who first preached the gospel? A woman. The good news that he had risen from the dead? A woman preached that. Because the men were somewhere hiding for their lives. But when you allow the kingdom to get shaped within a culture that it was not born in or birthed in, then you get hoodwinked, you get bamboozled, run amok. Then we look at a version of the kingdom. That only allows professional clergy of the majority race to really qualify for theological training. And minority preachers can't afford it, can't meet the requirements, a lot of them. Oh, maybe we have a W.E.B. Du Bois talented 10th preachers that can go. Like myself, I went. And I jumped the hoops. But there are a lot of folk, they're just not going to jump all that. And not to mention, a lot of minority preachers are bivocational. So what you have is an imbalance 
between church leaders. You have you have European leaders constantly being raised up, and then you have minority leaders constantly being spooked up. Or just saying something. Have no idea what the scripture is talking about. Then go by a commentary written through the watershed lens. Matthew Henry. Broadman Press. What's this? Oh, God help me. Dakes annotated Bible. And think you got something because it got all the notes. But you don't realize they're, they're the colonizer notes. But you think you got two for one, a Bible and a commentary. I'm slick. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an economist. I'm debt free now. 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 I, I'm not going to finish the message, so I've already, I've already, I don't know where I'm going to stop. I'll stop somewhere. But, so here we are. Jesus stated in the Olivet Discourse. Listen. Matthew 24, 14. That's the Olivet Discourse. The Olivet Discourse it's not the context of our text, which is the teachings of the mount. The Olivet Discourse was the signs of his coming or return. And so <clears throat> they tend to be more eschatological in nature, eschaton, in times. So he said this as he gave all the signs of his coming. He culminated with Matthew 24 and 14. Which says. And this gospel. Of the kingdom shall be preached around the world. As a witness. And then. Shall the end come. Now. If you are a mechanic. George is an electrician. And he tells his helper. And this tool right here, I need you to bring, pack that up. We got to drive to Dallas because this is what we got to work on today. Bring me this tool. And the guy wasn't listening. And he brought that tool. Now, can we use that tool if that tool was not designed for the job? So if you say this, what you mean? This. Jesus said this gospel, which means he's saying, I know there will be another one, but I'm talking about this one. The one you hear me preach. The one that I preached out of my context. I don't want you preaching another. He says there's going to come a time in the end time where there would have been all kind of gospels preached. But in the end time, you're going to see some people are going to come and preach this gospel of the kingdom. As a witness. 
and then the end shall come. He said the preaching of the kingdom in its original context will become an eschatological sign. What then, Dr. Carson, is this gospel of the kingdom? It is the version of the good news of the kingdom that Jesus preached. Jesus was a Jew. He was raised in Jewish culture. And he taught and interpreted through Jewish thought, practice, and culture as he explained the kingdom of God. Without us understanding the Jewish background of his teachings, it makes it impossible for us fully to grasp his teachings on the kingdom. It would and is impossible to understand marriage in the context of singleness. The single lens has no idea about what marriage is unless they are married. Can I get a witness? <clears throat> I said, can I get a witness? If singles understood what marriage took, they would enjoy singleness as long as they could. Paul said marriage is trouble in the flesh. And then he says, I want to say this to my single. If you can remain single, then please remain single. Because a single person can do the work of God without interference. He says, but if you're burning with passion because you got a freak in your nature, then it's better to marry than to burn. Oh, listen, I ain't trying to throw off. I had freak in my nature. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to throw off. I'm just telling you. Now, so you need context. It is impossible to understand what it is to be a husband, a wife, without context. Well, I know how to wash clothes. I know how to cook. I know how to iron. Foolish woman. Can you iron, cook, and wash when you can't stand? Like, I'm talking about when you can't stand them. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying... I'm, I'm, I'm saying, can you wash clean and iron when you want your old life back? And, you, and, and every night you praying for deliverance and I don't want you to kill them, but incapacitate them some kind of way. <laughs> now, you can't understand these things. And the same thing is true. You cannot understand the kingdom without the kingdom context. Now, I want you, listen, I want you to understand. I'm not trying to make marriage seem like a horror film. 
I'm married, happily married. I ain't trying to go nowhere, don't want to go nowhere. I'm not telling folk, oh man, you say, well, he must. Uh, marriage is trouble in the flesh by nature. See, sometimes I just want me. But when you marry, you can't just have you. So you better just hope that you got somebody that's mature enough that they want them and they ain't got to be wrapped all around you every minute of the hour and you know they can let you have a little space and distance. Uh, it is impossible to understand the responsibilities of parenthood without the context of being a parent. You know, people with no kids always think they know what to do with the kids, you know. Ooh, I bet you they wouldn't be my kid. I know they would. You're right. That's why you ain't got one. Because <laughs> everybody that got one, we say, Lord. <laughs> Listen. It is impossible to understand the message of the Bible outside of its Jewish context. The kingdom must be understood from a Jewish context, not simply modern Judaism, but Second Temple Judaism, which is the practice of Judaism prior to the destruction of the temple in AD 70 and the Jewish diaspora. Jesus was a Jew, not a Christian. Jesus was not a European. He was a Jew. Any picture you see of a European posing as Jesus, it's a lie. It's a lying picture. It's not Jesus. And if we go and draw up a black one, that'll be a lie too. And it's a violation of what God said do. He said don't create graven images. If God wanted us to know what he looked like, he's sovereign. He would have come in the era of the Polaroid. And we would have been able to take a picture and say, this is Jesus. But the Bible says God is the spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But because Jesus was kidnapped out of his Jewish culture and re-imaged in a European culture and then utilized for unduly power and superiority of the races of the world, we now are confused about who Jesus is. Jesus, as the Son of Man, was associated with a human culture. <clears throat> Thus, in that, within that culture, he explained the kingdom of God. Without the Jewish backdrop of the message of Christ, we cannot understand Christ. Romanization dealt the kingdom of God a devastating blow. When Rome adopted Christianity as the official religion of Rome, it removed and attempted to erase all Jewish culture and replace it with uh, understanding Christianity or the faith through the lens of Romanization. The feast, the Shabbat, the priesthood, the tabernacle, and all the crucial platforms that make up the message of Christ, the cross and the crown, plain is replaced by Roman festivals 
and feast. The so-called holy days of Christendom were named after pagan celebrations, which included the celebration of pagan gods. The Roman culture was anti-Semitic and had a strong hatred for the Jews and blamed the Jewish people for killing Christ, which is the foundation of a lot of our 21st century hate and, and, and uh, defamatory groups, skinheads, Nazis, etc. They despise Jews today, saying that they killed or murdered Christ. And <clears throat> this is through that trickle-down Romanized theology of the kingdom. So they said that Jesus was murdered, assassinated, or outright killed by the Jews. Mind you, according to the scripture and the message of Christ, the sacrificial system of the tabernacle and the priesthood, Christ was like a sheep led to the slaughter without a word. You can't understand redemption. You cannot understand salvation outside of the Jewish culture. The types and shadows, uh, the metaphors of Judaism of old help us to understand salvation. So to truly understand the crucifixion of Christ, we must understand both the message of the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we have to debunk that theory of the Jews killed Jesus. They assassinated Jesus. Jesus said this, and, and, and he had to be like this in order to fulfill the type and shadow of the sacrificial system of the Old Testament. Uh, listen, they didn't have to drag a lamb in. They went dumb. to the. They, they, they just went and just let them kill them. They, they didn't fight. The Bible, Jesus says this. He says, no man takes my life. So anything about who killed Jesus, no man takes my life. He says, I lay down my life. He says, if I wanted to, I could call a legion of angels and we can end all this stuff right here. He said, but no man take my life. So what killed Jesus? Love killed Jesus. He commanded, God commanded his love towards us. In this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died on the cross. Love put him to the cross, not assassination. It is a downgrade, a denigration, disrespect of the life of Christ to say someone killed him. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is one of many historical kingdom assignments given by God to Apostle Dr. Dana Carson. Dr. Carson has been in ministry for 35 years and has led a focused and determined ministry to make an impact all around the world. Dr. Carson is the Apostle of the Reflections of Christ's Kingdom World Outreach International, also known as The Rock, and has planted churches on four continents, North America, Africa, Asia, and Europe. 
The Rock is a Bible-centered, spirit-filled, community-building, and kingdom-minded church that is spreading the good news of the kingdom around the world, beginning in Houston, Texas. Although God has established The Rock headquarters in Southeast Houston to impact and transform this community, as a ministry, we have many different campuses for various ministry opportunities. The Rock Alvin Campus our 415 West Adu campus is a 66,000-square-foot property that is home to our Alvin Church and Gymnasium. When the ministry made its historic move from Austin to Houston in 2003, this was the landing place of preparation for Houston. In 2016, The Rock celebrated the burning of the mortgage on this campus to prepare for the move to Houston. Perpetuity Construction Company our 1100 West Sealy campus in Alvin, Texas will house our business and construction development center. This facility will also be used for office space for the Perpetuity Construction Company. 221 Acres, Rocheron Campus. The Rock also owns 221 acres of land in Rocheron, Texas off of FM 1462 and 521. This land will be developed into a conference and retreat site, residential communities, retail shops, and so much more. The Rock also burned the mortgage on this land in 2016 to prepare for future construction. The Rock, Southeast Houston Campus In 2014, The Rock moved to the Southeast Houston area. Our 9321 Edgebrook Campus is an 11-acre campus with seven different buildings. This campus is used to host worship services, various community events, and more. In 2019, The Rock burned the mortgage on this campus in order to move forward with other ministry opportunities. DCKM Leadership Development and Training Corporation Our 7401 Gulf Freeway Campus is where we train a variety of skill sets, including emotional intelligence, church growth, and personal development. This campus also hosts The Rock and Dana Carson Kingdom Ministry staff and the Kingdom Publishing and Printing Services Company. The Carson Academy of Kingdom Excellence, our Nairobi, Kenya campus. In Makuru Kwajinga, we educate over 500 unserved students at the Carson Academy of Kingdom Excellence School. The Rock acquired this school in 2016, renovated it, and now gives these students a chance to gain a quality education to prepare them for a productive and prosperous future. The Rock Gymnasium and Sports Court Our Rock Gymnasiums and Sports Court are used to run our Axe Corporation Mentoring Program, which is a children and youth mentoring and motivation program that trains basic life principles through athletic skill set development while working towards a foundation for success through scholastic achievement. We have a total of three state-of-the-art indoor gymnasiums and an outdoor sportsplex for basketball and volleyball programs. The Rock Cathedral, Conference Center, and Kingdom Theological Seminary. Our 4105 Broadway campus will host Sunday morning worship services, concerts, events, graduations, large weddings, and plays. At this campus, pastors and teachers will be trained at the Kingdom Theological Seminary located on the campus. This campus was supernaturally acquired in May of 2020, and immediately upon purchase, Dr. Carson led The Rock in renovating and bringing life back to this campus that had been dormant for years. Over the last 35 years, Dr. Carson and The Rock have been driven by a heavenly vision that involves preaching the gospel of the kingdom around the world by any means necessary 
and the Kingdom Theological Seminary is the place where we will train global leaders for 21st century kingdom ministry. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is a prophetic ministry assignment from God, and we need your support to ensure that this seminary reaches its fullest potential. We invite you to sow into this ministry project for Giving Tuesday. Your seed is guaranteed to touch and transform lives as we strive to reach the world with the Kingdom message. Thank you for watching The Kingdom Voice. We thank you for investing your time and attention into the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. For more information about the Kingdom Voice and additional kingdom resources from Dr. Carson, visit our website at drdanacarson.org.